Well, hello, and we welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church, and we are so delighted to have you to be with us today in this form of technology. A lot of exciting things to be able to look at today, and I pray that you are ready for what this second month of the year will look like for you. There is a lot that will be happening within this church, but a lot of it really starts with what we're going to talk about today. So, so excited that you've chosen to come to this time, and I pray that the Lord will meet us where we're at as we worship him in this time. But let us go to our Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we come before you today thanking you for allowing us this opportunity to be able to come worshiping you, seeing your hand working in our life and giving you the thanks and praise that you deserve above all. Guide us, lead us, help us as we explore this scripture together and hearing these songs that will be sung. And may you be given the praise, honor, and glory. In Christ's name, amen. So today, we are going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 through 23. As I made mention earlier, we have now come to the beginning of the second month of 2024. Though January has 31 days, 
For many, it seemed much more than that due to the week of snow and ice. But we're now upon the shortest month of the year, although this year it's leap year, so we get an extra day this month. But as we continue in our theme this year of being about the Father's business and utilizing the gifts and the talents that our Lord has given us in our homes, this church, our workplace, and beyond, the Lord has impressed upon me the need of looking at this subject from a little different angle today. It has to do with the two C words that you find in the title, and that is committed and commissioned. We're going to look at the definitions of both of them, as well as what that looks like for us going forward. We're also going to start, though, with a scripture that shows how the Apostle Paul was fulfilling these words in his life for the glory of the Lord. And so, here now, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 through 23. If I preach the gospel, I have no reason to brag, since I'm obligated to do it. I'm in trouble if I don't preach the gospel. If I do this voluntarily, I get rewarded for it. But if I'm forced to do it, then I've been charged with a responsibility. What reward do I get? That when I preach, I offer the good news free of charge. That's why I don't use the rights to which I'm entitled through the gospel. Although I'm free from all people, I make myself a slave to all people to recruit more of them. I act like a Jew to the Jews so I can recruit Jews. I act like I'm under the law to those under the law so I can recruit those who are under the law, though I myself am not under the law. I act like I'm outside the law to those who are outside the law so I can recruit those outside the law though I'm not outside the law of God, but rather under the law of Christ. I act weak to the weak so I can recruit the weak, and I have become all things to all people so I could save some by all possible means. All the things I do are for the sake of the gospel so I can be a partner with it. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say, thanks be to God. This passage shows how the Apostle Paul was fully committed to doing for the rest of his life what he was commissioned to do. And what was that? To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone he came in contact with. That happened in sermons. Letters the Lord led for him to write to various churches, his daily interactions with folks, and whatever it took to recruit others to come to that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ in their own personal lives. It wasn't that he was compromising his faith or living a lie by being different around certain groups he was around, but with God's help, he did what he had to do in order to relate to his audience so as to share and show Jesus to them. 
The ultimate explanation of why he did what he did is found in verse 17. He said there, if I do this voluntarily, I get rewarded for it. But if I'm forced to do it, then I've been charged with a responsibility. Bottom line, he is saying what I say quite often, in that we do what we do for our Lord, not because we have to, but because we want to. Because of all that our Lord has done for us, we should desire to share his love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness to those we come in contact with. Last week, we saw how we should desire to share and show that light of Jesus everywhere we go. Question is, is he worth doing that in our minds? I certainly pray so. I want to be like Paul in that I'm fully committed to doing for the rest of my life what I am commissioned to do. And that is to be a pastor and shepherd to all those the Lord puts in my path. I honestly wish I could do like the Apostle Paul did, and that is to do it free of charge. But even though I can't do that as I have to provide for my family, I can still have the same zeal and fervency as Paul did for my Lord. So now let's look into the definitions of each one and what that looks like for us going forward. I just simply type those words in Google and this is what it said. The first one, committed. It means feeling dedication and loyalty to a cause, activity, or job, wholeheartedly dedicated. That's in your notes that you, you can find on this podcast. But when you look at that definition, what do you think you're most committed to? Is it our Lord? Is it your family? What about your work? If you're in school, is it your studies? What about hobbies such as sports, leisure, etc.? How many of you think it's your friends? As we look and think about that list, each of these takes effort to stay committed to fulfilling what is being asked of us. And some of you may have to say that I'm a lot more committed to some of these, but not all of them. And if that describes you, I pray you are seeking who should be at the top of that list, and that is our Lord, and discern what needs to change in order to get us where we need to go to be committed to the things that we are called to be committed to. As we heard last week, it's important to hear it again. And that is, our Lord desires we strive for consistency and not perfection. We need to be reminded that we can't be all things for everyone. But when our Lord is our number one, 
He will show us where we should spend our time and efforts and our commitment levels to so that we can continue to be where our Lord needs us to be at the right place and at the right time. Now, if we are committed to our Lord, which I pray we are, then we should desire to want to do what we're called to do. Another word for that is commissioned. This one had a couple of definitions. One that dealt from a military standpoint, and another to do with what we're asked to do at our particular workplace. So I went a step further and typed spiritual meaning of commissioned, and this is what Google said. To be commissioned means to be sent out to fulfill a particular purpose. It rests on a mandate and instruction in order to fulfill a purpose. This commission is given by God above. He has gifted us with certain talents that I pray we're utilizing for him in our homes, workplaces, schools, as well as here at church. An example of this in the Bible is found in the Great Commission that Jesus gave to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. And that is in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. This is what Jesus said to the disciples and to us. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. Folks, we're called to go and make disciples. That happens in a myriad of ways. Every last one of you has a certain skill set to be able to reach people for Jesus. My prayer is we're committed to doing what we're commissioned to do. In many ways, that's why we spent this past month focusing on people taking that gifts assessment from giftstest.com to either confirm what you knew you were gifted to do or to open your eyes to see what the Lord has given you a passion to do. And if this is the first time you've heard of this, or you've heard about it but you didn't take the time to do it, know that it's never too late to take that test if you haven't already. Again, it's giftstest.com. The purpose that several leaders within this church that was trying to discern to do this for wasn't to try to get some people to do even more for the Lord and this church than you already are, but it was presented so as to give some of you a lane to possibly get in here at church and utilize your gift for His glory that you might not have been doing. And it was also so that you can see how to utilize those gifts in the workplace and in our homes as well. What would happen? That's a question the Lord is having me to ask you. What would happen if this church 
were full of Jesus followers who understood their commission and were committed to doing whatever it was you were gifted at. Folks, I know our Lord would be ecstatic. I certainly would. And so would others here at this church that are not only doing the task that they are gifted to do, but they're having to do extra tasks to make sure that things get done around here. And I'm believing that can happen, that we have 100% participation and a commitment level to want to continue to further the gospel of Jesus Christ within these four walls and beyond these four walls. And can I say that I sense we're moving in the right direction to get there too? The question is, are you on board? In this text, the Apostle Paul demonstrated his wholehearted commitment and said he had received his commission of preaching the gospel. I pray we're seeing what the Lord is trying to show us today and to stay committed to our Lord every step of the way and to live out that commission that he has for us on a daily basis. Again, not because we have to, but because we want to serve him with everything we got out of appreciation for all he does for us. May we stay committed to our commission. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for this opportunity to be reminded of who we are and whose we are. For us to see where our commitment level needs to be to you and to others. And also to remind us of what we are commissioned to do. The long and short answer of that is to go and make disciples. That looks so different to so many different ones. And I pray that whatever it is we're gifted at, that we're willing to go out and do it because you've called us to do it. Pray that you will be with every decision that needs to be made. And may it be made in such a way that brings you that glory, honor, and praise. And we ask these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen.